St. George's number one station with Washington County's top talk show. The Andy Griffin Show on News Radio 890, 92.5 KDXU. I want to know what you're thinking. <laughs> there are some things you can't hide. No, we're not going to replace I the Andy Griffith theme song, but uh, when we have Jack Lancaster on, let's do some of this, huh? Pure energy. Jack is lip syncing over here. Uh, anytime I play this song called What's on Your Mind by Information Society, that means Jack is here. Jack Lancaster, my guest this morning. Hi, Jack. You doing all right, man? Yeah? Why, why am I? Oh, here we go. I don't know. Why aren't phone. you hearing me? Oh, That's there you are. Bad. I can my hear bad. myself now. My Buenos bad. dias, senor. A button that was is normally never pushed was pushed just now, so I had to unpush it. Is that a word, unpush? Just come in here and push Andy's buttons. <laughs> <laughs> it happens sometimes. Thanks for being on the show, uh, Jack. Thanks for listening, everybody out there in uh, St. George in Washington County. This is the Andy Griffin Show. Uh, Jack is here to talk about <laughs> snow. Not here. Not here. Not here, but uh, snow. Yeah, uh, we, we have some snow stuff to talk about. In fact, I think this is... Fascinating. Should we start with a little clip? From sure. This guy well, let's set then, it up. Okay. Okay. You you tell us more about it. Who who this is and what we're talking about. So uh, we want to uh, roll a video on YouTube uh, by a guy named Tony Heller. You won't be able to see it, but you'll be able to hear. You'll it. hear it. Um, he's a researcher and uh, he's uh, he's been doing climate um, debunking the alarmist narrative yes. for a number of years now. And the guy's very very uh, smart, very well read, very. Uh, um, you know, he used to de- he used to troubleshoot microchips. That's what he used to do uh, back in the day. But anyway, uh, he talks about how the newspapers have um, uh, declared the end of snow because of global warming in California. Would never snow again in yeah. California so, ever. It's it over. Is. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, and uh, this weekend, <laughs> California got clobbered. Yeah, again. I mean clobbered with snow. In fact, he posts with his video. You uh-huh. can't see this, obviously. A picture of a guy on the roof of his business, and the snow on top of the business That's is... That's a ski resort. What is that, 10 feet deep <laughs> yeah. to 15, 20 feet deep? Anyway, yeah. yeah. So uh, we're going to play just a short clip, probably about a minute's worth. Uh, okay. Check this out. Snowpack in California is at an all-time record high for the date. Wait, what? People in Lake Arrowhead, California, can't even get to their homes. There's huge amounts of snow on the ground and much more snow in the forecast. Life is very difficult right now for people in California's mountain towns. Ski resorts in California are having a very difficult time staying open because mm. they have too much snow. Wait, wait, Squaw you, Valley. you hear that? Okay. <laughs> ski resorts, off, the biggest problem with most ski resorts around the, around the world would be not enough snow, right? right. You've got to have right. snow to ski on. Mm-hmm. California, they've got the opposite problem. They've yeah. got, they got too much. Let's play a little more. record levels of snow about half of the year since 2010. Charlie Lake shows Tahoe eight feet of snow. Lake Tahoe is having their snowiest and coldest winter on record. Ever. Lake Oroville is go. almost full, and water levels are at a record high for the date. Let's take a look at how the press is reporting on it. Oh, we're going we're gonna to stop it there. Wait, wait, wait. 
You got See how more? the press is reporting on this. Okay. This is a- they continue to insist that the western United States is having the worst drought in more than 1,000 years. <laughs> CNN says that California's climate crisis is intensifying quickly and taking a heavy toll on residents. A few weeks ago, the press said climate change made the drought 20 times worse this year and there is no relief in sight. Scientists can see climate change's fingerprints all over this year's awful droughts. (laughs) Meanwhile, back in the real world, human beings see snow on California's beaches. Snow on the beach. I'm looking at Uh a picture of it right now. But experts say it's getting too warm to snow in the California mountains. So I just saw a picture, Jack, uh, on Friday of the Hollywood sign with snow. First time in my entire life I've seen a picture of the Hollywood sign with snow on the hills around it. Uh Uh-huh. So apparently, yeah. apparently, global warming is what? I, back, well, they changed it now. They don't call it global warming anymore. Climate it's change. Climate, mm-hmm. yeah, climate change emergency. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't, it, it sounds like they're wrong. I mean, just flat out wrong. Yeah, because they are. Because <laughs> they are. Because the, the agenda is something bigger than that. How are they going to explain all this what what is going to be their you know their explanation is is that uh, the warming planet uh evaporates more water out of the oceans therefore makes the uh uh, more water is precipitating out of the atmosphere because it's got more saturation of uh, water vapor it's got to be cold to make it snow Uh, well yeah there's that (laughs) (laughs) if it was warm water that'd be one thing yeah i mean again you know more rain less snow that would that would kind of make sense if you think about it yeah that's Um, what they're saying yeah but they just, uh, uh, the problem is, is that reality hits them upside the head. The problem is, there's twofold. One is, is they go by these models, you know, they add, they add CO2 to the atmosphere and then they create these, these computer models. Yeah. And, and they always, they always adjust the models to make it fit their predictions. <laughs> okay. Think about that for a minute. Yeah. You know, instead of think, letting the model try to, you know, try to get as close to reality as today, they've actually gone back in time 10 or 15 years and try to model the weather of today, and they keep getting it wrong too because they're over-adjusting the effects of CO2 in the atmosphere to the amount of warming that's been going on, all right? Um, they also are doing, um, uh, uh, they're doing a thing with the temperature record. So they will adjust the temperature of history to show that it's been uh, colder in the past than it actually was mm-hmm. to make the present look warmer. I saw a chart yeah. on, on Friday back, <clears throat> backing up exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. The National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration, right. NOAA, NOAA mm-hmm. uh, went back, I think it was in 2003, but it may have been 13. I don't, it, was, it was in the last couple of decades. And they went back to 1931, and they adjusted all the temperatures in 1931 to be colder than they mm-hmm. were. Yeah. And they adjusted all the temperatures from 2000 on to be warmer they were mm-hmm. than they were, so they could create a chart that showed that the planet was actually warming, right. when in fact the original chart showed that we are exactly the same temperature as we were 100 years ago right. today. But right. that didn't fit their models. Right. It didn't fit what their, their agenda and so they had to go back and change this. My, mm-hmm. my, my brother asked me, why did they change them? I said, I don't, I don't know why they changed They, they, they changed they? it to fit the, the, the hockey stick model that Michael Mann put out, you know, so that we can all, you know, that Al Gore put in his movie. They yeah. changed it to fit their narrative. And that's what's scary. When, when science, but why would Noah do that? That's, that's our government agency. That's not. They still have to get money from Congress. Ah, money. Yeah. It comes down to money, doesn't right. it? 
But the thing is, is you, all you have to do is look at the record. You can, and this is one of the things. Uh, this is one of the things that Tony Heller does really well. Is he'll go back and he'll look at newspaper articles from the from the date back in the thirties. Yeah. Well, you remember the Dust Bowl? Yeah. You've heard. You. I, I don't know if they're still teaching that in school these days. But Probably they taught not. it when I was going, you know, that, the, you know, the movie, The Grapes of Wrath, mm-hmm. you know, where those were climate refugees leaving Oklahoma for California because it was too hot and dry in Oklahoma back in the 30s. Hmm. Hotter and drier than now. Than even. now. Much mm-hmm. hotter and drier. Yeah. That in fact, the warmest decade in, in the last hundred years was the 1930s. That doesn't fit the in narrative. The though. Are they going to erase Grapes of Wrath? I, and and newspaper archives from them. Don't be surprised if that, you know, Disney is now putting uh, warnings on their old uh, classic movies. Mm-hmm. My one of my daughters and I's favorite movies, Disney movie, was Swiss Family Robinson. Mm. And uh, uh, you go to watch it now on Disney Plus, and it's got a it's got a, a warning on there, trigger warning. <laughs> trigger warning. Yeah, it does. Oh my! Not but, to mention what they're doing with uh, with the new Peter Pan, but that's off topic. Oh, I, I didn't know they were doing something. They're with doing the new a new Peter, Peter Pan. Pan. Yeah, uh, and it's politically correct. Unfortunately. Oh great! Yeah. So what? No hook. All the people with hooks for hands. Well, are the offended, Lost Boys or? are. It's it's fluid what that terms means for boys. The, the, the lost people. Yeah, there's girls there too. The lost human beings. Yeah. The, I, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, if we if we look, I, I just the thing I don't get, and, and maybe this is something I've never understood about the liberal agenda is they say things that are blatantly false. The, right. the obvious you could take a five year old and, and the five year old say, hey, five year old, the planet is getting warmer and, and, and he's looking out the window and there's 18 inches of snow in L.A., or, or wherever in San Bernardino, which is where they're really getting it. Right. Uh, and and the five year old would go, uh, the planet's not getting warmer. I'm looking outside at snow. But the liberals would say, no, no, you're wrong. Yeah, well, that snow's there, but that's not part. Mm-hmm. No, it, it, that, that's not what you're seeing. And and they'll they'll argue it enough and they'll say it enough times that eventually the five year old goes, okay, well, you're the grown up. I guess I guess you're right. Well, the problem with um with preaching this climate alarmism and gloom and doom to the kids is that they don't feel like they've got a future. True. And, uh, oh yeah. It's, you know, the world's, yeah. The world's going to end. Oceans are going to rise. It's going to get hotter. The yeah. oceans are going to rise several yeah. meters and half of our country is going to be underwater. Right. That's right. All of California's going And, and you can New go York. back and you can actually go look at tidal gauges for the last hundred years on all, all over the world. And in some they're rising, the ocean's rising and in some of the ocean's going down. Hmm. And it's not because necessarily the ocean, it's because the land sometimes is sinking and the land sometimes is rising uh, in relation to the sea level. But, for example, in Sydney, Australia, um, and in, uh, let's see, Battery Park in uh, New York City, in Manhattan, the tidal gauges are rising, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. About three millimeters a year. Oh, three millimeters. A year. But it's rising. Okay. A year. So in in uh, what three thirty years we might go up one. Well, in a hundred years you might you might get about a foot. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's centimeters, three centimeters. That could be it, not millimeters, but centimeters. Yeah, that's that's that much, right? I'm holding my fingers about an well, inch apart. Well, three uh, an inch is two and a half centimeters, right? Okay, so, so an inch, just slightly more than an inch. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to get well, whatever it is, you're going to get a foot in a year, in a hundred years, in a century. A foot in in a, in a century. Years. Okay, so yeah. it must be millimeters. Yeah. So. Uh, 
I don't. I saw this this picture the other day. This I guess you would call it a meme, but it has a picture of the Plymouth Rock, the original mm-hmm. Plymouth Rock, mm-hmm. which is just a piece of rock right there on the on water. And it had a picture from 1910. Yeah, with the water just barely touching the Plymouth Rock. It had a picture from 1981. Uh-huh. The water just barely touching the Plymouth Rock. Mm. Had a picture from 2023. Guess what? Same. The water is just barely touching the Plymouth Rock. Exactly yeah. the same. But you've got to be careful on those. And, and this is what I'm thinking when you're looking at, at oceans. Is it high tide, low tide, mid tide? Yeah, you know, where's tide. the tide at when those pictures were taken? I, I'm guessing, I, I would hope that whoever took the pictures. You know, like high tide or low tide, whatever, whatever the tide. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but so. I, I get your point. And the same thing, you know, again, Tony Heller that we were just listening to. You know, he'll do photographs of uh, <clears throat> Miami Beach from the 50s and then compare it to today. Miami Beach of today. Uh, look at uh, photographs of um, La Jolla, California, in the 1940s, and compare it to today, and it's, it looks exactly the same. You know, so those beaches haven't gone away. Um, you know, and and what's that picture? What's that? It's a, a buddy. Uh, Michael sent me a picture. Worst drought in 1,200 years, and yeah. it shows the, yeah. the snow so high. It's got to be 12 to 15 foot it's high. Tunnel, snow tunneling out. Yeah, Maloney. I was watching some videos uh, yesterday of some guys digging out in Lake Arrowhead. Yeah, yeah, it's That's amazing. Climate, uh, mammoth lakes, warm, warm, warming, global warming. Yeah, it's uh, well. That's just it. The thing is, is that the, the 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 world cycles. Okay, there's no such thing as you know normal climate. Yeah, but when you it put changes. in context of a thousand years or two thousand years, the Anasazi used to live here, right? Yeah. They lived here for hundreds of years. Their their ruins are all over the place. Sure, right in the southwest. Why did they leave? Too hot? They had a 200-year drought. Yeah? Yeah. You mean that was the worst drought in a thousand years ago? They had a two, they had a hundred or 200-year drought. Mm. So, I mean, this is natural for this, this, uh, Western United States. The thing, like I said before, the thing that's different, and we're talking about, uh, you know, the water levels at Lake Powell and Lake Mead is we, there's more people than ever that's using the Colorado River water. True. So we can have, we can have really wet years. But you know, and I know that this town is growing. We're in the Colorado River uh, drainage. You know, every Las Vegas has doubled in size in the last twenty years. Yes, it has. Um, so you know, there's more people than ever that it, that's using that water, and it's not necessarily that the the water uh, that there's you know there has been a drought. We've been in a drought, but we could be cycling out of it right now. You know, because if we're going into an El Nino pattern, mm-hmm. which is what the the things have been saying. We're going to start seeing wetter winters, which is typical for an El Nino, because we were in a very rare La Nina pattern for okay. three years. You've been working on your Spanish, I noticed. La Nina. Bringing out the inter-Mexican yes. Indians. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, and we joke about it's. Fu- I think it's funny that they're getting record snowfall uh, in California when it's, they're supposed to never get snow again or whatever. Uh-huh. But the, the truth of the matter is we have a lot of money being spent on fighting climate emergency. Right. You've got the air quotes there. And, and we have, uh, like I said, our young people. I have grandkids. I have a couple of two-and-a-half-year-old, almost three-year-old grandkids. They're going to grow up in a world where people are telling them, yeah, your world is doomed. You're, I, I, I mean, as much as we joke about this, this is pretty serious stuff. Mm-hmm. What, I mean, what can be done? You and I, we feel like we know the answer, but... Does Joe Joe Schmo there on the street know? 
Maybe, maybe not. Probably not. You know, maybe because not. every every little thing. If you are a scientist and you want to get grant money to study butterflies, fat chance. But if you say I want to study the the effects of global warming on this population of butterflies in southern Utah, you got a much better chance. And then, of course, you've got to prove that that uh, the reason butterfly populations are declining or whatever it is that you want to do is because of climate change. Then you're going to get you're going to get your money on that. So right. everything that goes around comes around gets tied up in that kind of stuff you know every little every little project every little thing is going to get tied up in that zach zach renstrom who is our water conservancy district guy here in mm-hmm. in southern utah was telling me he said look people say that i i'm anti you know ecology I, I'm, I'm against the environment whatever he says that's not true he says the problem is i make a proposal for whatever lake powell pipeline or a reservoir in Warner Valley or a reservoir mm-hmm. in Leeds or whatever. Yeah. And he says, I end up with thousands of pages from the, you know, the, the Environmental Protection Agency, thousands of, and I have to pay all this money to get all these studies done. And he said, you know, he says, I want the environment to do well. But he says, think about the Lake Powell Pipeline and water being piped. Uh, what harm is that going to do in the long run? What, what, even if there's a leak, it's going to leak water. Yeah. Yeah, it, it doesn't make a lick of sense. And yeah. and the pipeline, you know, if they're following the corridor, mostly of the highway that's already there, mm-hmm. you know. There's very little. The only thing I can think of that it might disturb is it might run across a native, an ancient native, uh, you know, dwelling or mm. something or, you know, some kind of Native American thing that's ancient and might be held sacred by a tribe, you know, which which is certainly has is considerable, you know, that you can have a consideration uh, for. You know, if you dig up... Uh, uh, you know, if you dig up uh, uh, accidentally while you're digging a trench for this pipe, if you dig up uh, uh, bones of a of a burial site, then yeah. you know you got to have some consideration for that. I I would think so. I mean, we wouldn't want people you know digging pipes through our cemeteries. Right. So you know that there's there's reasonable consideration, but I don't think that it's going to hurt anything that that's already like an animal. It's not going to hurt a deer. You know, you might kill a gopher or two. <laughs> It's not like they're endangered. <laughs> I've done that. <clears throat> uh, nine nine twenty six on K. But it could be like that pipeline. That's um, have you ever been up here between Upper and Lower Sand Cove? Sure. Okay. You know yeah. that road that goes along the pipeline that's sitting mm-hmm. above the ground. That good sized pipeline. Not hurting anybody. So okay, there's yeah. a few leaks in that too. And there's cottonwood tree sitting next to it. Got, got a couple of texts. Uh, somebody uh, texted in Venice, Italy, dry channels. Yeah. Which would kind of, you know, the, the ocean's not rising, right? Wouldn't that be, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know the the. Well, I, I don't know Italy. if that's ocean water, if that's some kind of a river delta. I have no idea. I don't know the geology of Italy. The last thing I read said Venice, Italy is actually a bunch of islands, and yeah. the water is in. It's not actually a town with canals. It's actually a bunch of little teeny islands. But oh, that's all. I Isn't know that very volcanic over there? Over there, uh, yeah. Mount Pompeii and Vesuvius and that. Yeah, yeah maybe the land's rising. So. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> We're, I think we're getting a phone call. And, uh, All right. We'll put put Mello to work. Uh, again, if you want to call and be part of the show, ask Jack a question about the environment or about the climate emergency. 673-5890 is the phone number, or you can text me at 435-467-5842 is the phone number. Um, the, the drought, uh, we're told by the water people, is not over, but uh, it would take several years of of, of a lot of moisture like we're having this year yeah but it but we're headed in the right direction yeah. the scary thing now of course is 
whether or not that water would come down out of the hills too fast. Yeah, yeah, we could so, have another river down State Street. <laughs> uh, accor- Salt Lake. According to Zach, uh, it needs to not get warm too fast. Right. And it needs to not rain on top of all the snow that's up there. Because if it gets warm too fast and it rains, then that water will melt the snow faster too fast. You'd have some serious flooding. And we'll have some serious flooding like we had here in this town in 2005 with houses falling in the river and stuff. So we hope that doesn't happen. I think we've got a caller on here. I dropped my phone. I picked it up. Uh, Okay, let's uh, talk to Carl. Carl, what's going on? Thanks for calling. Hey, how are you guys? Good. So I saw a meme this last week with Plymouth Rock, and they're saying, you know, the Plymouth Rock is the same where it's been this whole entire time since they found it in, what, 16-something? Yeah. And uh, so it hasn't written, you know, it's not underwater unless it needs a tide or something like that or a nice storm. So obviously the it's not rising. We're not going anywhere. I do have another local information, not information, but a question I've always asked a couple people is why don't we take some of this water coming down the uh, Virgin River and make a couple more reservoirs or lakes throughout, like, Bloomington area and things like that instead of letting it go right to Lake Mead. If we're going to take it out of the Lake Powell, why don't we just take it out of, you know, the Virgin River? That's a good question. question. Um, I think they are going to do – they're going to put a a reservoir in – well, there's going to be one over in Ivan's too, the graveyard oh, wash, is? and the. Okay. So I think they are going to save, uh, try to Clara. start saving some of that. So yeah, if they do Warner Valley, that would be Virgin River water. Um, you know, uh, Quail Creek and Sand Hollow is Virgin River water, and if they do Warner Valley, that was proposed when I was a when I was like eight years old. I remember going to a city council meeting and they were talking about Warner Valley. Then that's when they built the dams out there. Yeah, they were going to do a coal power plant out there on that. No, we're, not, the, we're, not, we're, we're not doing that anymore, are yeah. we? Yeah. But, so, thanks for the call, Carl. I appreciate think, it. Yeah, I just think lakefront property in Bloomington would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right. All right, you. man. <laughs> All right, let's go to line two. Uh, line two is Randy. What's up, Randy? Hey, how you guys doing today? Good. Good. Thanks for calling. All right, you'll have to pardon my voice because it's a little scratchy. I went to the NASCAR race yesterday, and uh, <laughs> I was scre- screaming a little bit. <laughs> but anyhow, um. Well, I wanted to uh, talk about, you know, oceans rising or, or not, you know, I mean, the facts are there. But um, what I don't hear a lot of is uh, people talking about, you know, in a lot of third world countries, and I'm from California, so this kind of goes in line, is the dredging of the sand out of, you know, uh, close to shore. Um, I don't know if, if you know, but Dubai is one of the, the biggest importers of ocean sand yeah. and they like to go to third world countries and what happens when they dredge that sand is it, it you know every time you take a scoop it it sloughs into the area they just scooped and so as you start doing that it's pulling the sand away from the shore and then it so it's lowering the sand level so that the water actually inundates you know the the existing regular you know shoreline and it takes away um there's a big problem with that in some of the places in california that i live uh, you know, a nice little upper scale city uh, is kind of getting inundated because of the fact that they dredge offshore and not really, I guess, if they don't care about the impacts of that. But, you know, I mean, even then they'll try to uh, uh, say that, oh, it's because of the rising sea levels, which is completely false. But uh, I know it's kind of a little off the topic of that, but it kind of goes into where the actually, liberal move. Yeah, it actually uh, ties in really nice because <clears throat> what they don't tell you is they'll have. All around the world, you'll hear uh, stories of flooding, and they'll blame it on global warming, when in the flooding in Pakistan was because of poor land management. 
You know, right. they clear cut too much. You know, they ruin the they ruin the, the the roots of the trees and the bushes to to hold the soil in and to absorb that, that extra moisture when the monsoons come, yep. which they do every year. Or they'll blame California forest fires on global warming when, in actuality, they stopped um, uh, clear cutting the or not clear cutting, but uh, harvesting the the excess wood up there. And when you do have a drought like we've had, the pine bark beetles will go in and they'll kill half of those pine trees. And now you got all that standing dead wood, and they don't. But the Sierra Club doesn't let you doesn't let the the the, the U.S. Forest Service hire contracts out to go in and clear out that dead wood and and use that wood for uh i don't know homes <laughs> and yeah. and then it just burns up so um right. a lot of this land practices that gets blamed um uh, on poor land practices gets blamed on global warming when it's actuality you know we're not doing what we should do as as good stewards of the land you know right. and the same thing like we're, you're just saying if they're dredging too much sand then it's sloughing off into the, to fill the gaps and that's going to lower exactly. the um, uh, the amount of, of material between the water and the and your house, I guess, on the on the beach. Yeah, another quick little uh, little tidbit, if you don't mind. Um, you know, like I was saying, that Dubai is the biggest importer of, of of ocean sand, and it's funny because you know you go right outside their back door, a hundred miles, and they've got more sand than stars in the sky. <laughs> but the crazy thing about it is, is like the you know when you look at it uh, molecularly, I guess that the sand in the desert. Is 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 it's because of the wind? It rolls and it and it's more of a rounded type of a sand, so they can't use that sand in the uh. concrete because it doesn't sit on itself. Whereas ocean sand is more of a square or rectangular type of wow. sand, so it can sit on top of each other and it bonds a lot better in for in a concrete yeah. use than desert sand. So you can't use desert sand for concrete. It's just kind of been kind Did of wild. I know that. Wow. Yeah, that's well, cool. Well, you guys have a blessed day, and thank you for taking the call. <clears throat> thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks for the call. And the, uh, I learned uh, something today, man. Thank well, you. And, and the other That's thing awesome. to think about, that that is because, like he said, because of the wind, mm-hmm. uh, desert sand, they, that used to be an ocean. That used to all be underwater. Uh-huh. But well, the, the nature of the sand has changed because right. it's been above surface uh-huh. for so long. Yeah. I'm sure my dad, the geologist, knows way more about it than I do. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, all that sandstone on that red hill we're looking at across your window, that used to be an ocean uh, bed. That's right. That's right. All right, Jack Lancaster is with me today. Jack, got to get a commercial break in, pay the bills. He knows all about that. We'll be right back with more. Punching holes in the liberal agenda. It's the Andy Griffin Show on News Radio 890, 92.5 KDXU. Southern Utah's News Talk. Welcome back to the show. It's 939. Show's gone quick already. Jack Lancaster is with me today. That's why we're playing Information Society. I want to know what you're thinking. Want to know what you're thinking, baby. How can our love grow, Jack? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the whole song doesn't have to match. Just that piece. All right, so uh, this song, I, what year do, okay, tell me your, your history. You graduated in early 80s? 80. Eight, 1980. Yeah, okay, so, so you're I was in high school in the, my, in the my 70s. Sister. Yeah, yeah, same age as my sister. This song is more of a mid to late 80s song, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, but, so. But you understand, who says pure energy in it? Pure energy. That's that Spock. Spock, yeah, yeah, from Star Trek. From uh, the one where, they, uh, from the episode where they, uh, uh, Sargon was a, uh, these super intelligent beings were in oh, these yeah. balls. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Spheres yeah. underground, yeah. I'm still a trouble with Tribbles guy myself. Oh, that's uh, a good one, too. My favorite yeah, one. Yeah, that's a good one. 
They had that one episode with the uh, creatures that looked like a big omelet, and they would fly uh-huh. across the room and attach to your back yeah, or whatever. Yeah. That was a weird one. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I never quite figured. Because I'm Darren Five was the name of the planet. But when on. you think about the science fiction involved, uh-huh. the, the advance was Star Trek and then Star Wars, but Star Trek first made i mean it you know they they with with a nod to isaac asimov and ray bradbury and some of those early uh science fiction writers uh-huh. that, uh it changed it changed our world I mean, yeah a lot of it came true even well um you know star trek was set in the future earth's mm-hmm. future right star wars was in a, a long time ago in a galaxy, galaxy far, 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 far far away so that's yeah. not us no. So that's, again, I can relate to Star Trek better because it's it's our future. I don't know. And it was a positive view of our future. I don't, remember, I don't even know which Star Trek movie it was, but they attempted to explain why so many of the, the aliens they encountered were humanoid. Uh-huh. And they talked about a, a gene or, or some kind of a building block, maybe. Yeah, that was in, a Next Generation episode where yeah. they were chasing around the, the galaxy looking for this I thought that thing. was actually really well done uh-huh. because... Yeah. Uh, I, I, a lot of people like me would go, well, why is every, you know, every alien they come across kind of look like a human? Well, only with slight differences. The, practi- explained the practical reason was because makeup costs a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and CGI wasn't in. And well, you still have to hire that. actors in 1967 and 68 and 69 yeah. when they were doing the original Star Trek. But Gene Roddenberry, who was a, uh, uh, he pitched the Star Trek episode series to the network as Wagon Train to the Stars. Really? Because Westerns were big back then. That was the so name of it, huh? It was Wagon Train to the Stars. Because <laughs> um, Trek is kind of an old pioneer kind of term, too. Oh, yeah. Trek, uh-huh. Absolute Trek, yeah. And and he he had a parallel Earth theory. So in a lot of the original series, you've got parallel Earths. You've got an episode where hmm. where the Roman Empire never fell. And here you are in the 20th century, and they still have gladiator games and, and uh, 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 stuff going on, but you've got... You know, their modern day, uh, you know, smog and cars and guns and TV and all that was going on on this planet. Um, so there was a lot of parallel Earth theories that were going on. There was another one uh, where there was a parallel Earth where the the Yangs and the Combs oh, had a final that. war and the Combs won. Yeah, I remember but when, that one. Yeah. When, when Kirk and Spock arrived. The Yangs were about to overtake the Combs again and take they, back what was theirs. And turns see, out they had see, a, they, were, they were gangsters. See, no, that yeah, wasn't no, that. No, that wasn't that one. one. That was the one where oh. the Yankees uh, were t- and they had an American flag and they had a they had their own uh, uh, Declaration of Independence and okay. and it was yeah we the people. All right. <laughs> well, to be honest, after I mean Star Trek's been off the air for what. 60 years well the original 50. series but star trek is is on now i mean you've yeah, got you've got paramount yeah, plus you got picard yeah, you've got a, the new star trek uh where they're doing a prequel with uh captain pike and christopher pike and spock hmm. on paramount plus right now wow yeah i did not know that uh-huh. i yeah I, I kind of lost track so I guess. it's still on the air when you think about it like that shore leave episode not as good with, with finnegan was that his name shore leave um the original series shore leave they went on this planet and it was a planet where you could make yeah. all your fantasies uh-huh. yeah come true uh-huh. and he got ended up getting in and a fight he ended up finnegan from, his old buddy yeah from but the it, starfleet academy yeah uh-huh yeah <laughs> i don't i don't know that's a good one yeah 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 uh, anyway, thanks for being on the show. Jack Lancaster is here with me, the Andy, Andy Griffin Show today. Uh, let's talk cancel culture for just a minute. I was okay. reading a story, and I'm just going to summarize it because it's really long and, and, and kind of complicated. But uh, bottom line is uh, this professor out in Minnesota got fired uh, because she did a chapter in her religious history class on the prophet Muhammad. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Well, in in some religions, Islam, I think in particular, is is really you, you don't talk, you don't write about Muhammad, you don't show pictures of Muhammad. That's a no no. Remember the whole Salman Rusty thing, mm-hmm. uh, and she got fired for being uh, what they termed as Islamophobic. She went ahead and filed a lawsuit. Said, uh, "No, I'm not. I'm teaching religious history." Mm-hmm. But uh, that whole thing has become a big mess, and the whole woke thing in our world has become a big mess. It, are, are the courts going to be able to sort this out? Because it seems like we're all a little too touchy at this point. Yeah, I wonder if she would be fired if she um, uh, taught a class where some scholars believe Jesus was not resurrected. Hmm. I wonder if she would have been fired for that. Probably not. I wonder if she would have been fired if she would have claimed that, you know, I don't know. Well, I mean, the, the, the Catholic Church used to burn people at the stake right. if, if you didn't believe what right. they told you to so believe. So they're going to fire you over that? Well, they teach it still. Apparently not. Okay. But, well, I don't know. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, um, the problem with the left is they are not tolerant of, uh, of freedom of thought. That's how come you know that they're based in... Uh, when you don't have when you don't have a philosophy that, that uh, is is dedicated to the truth, whatever the truth is... Then you're going to uh, you're going to twist and turn, and you're going to twist and you're not going to have freedom. You're not going to have freedom of speech, which is what they a lot of college campuses want to want to you know get rid of because it's too offensive. I saw a picture, and uh, this is old school Andy, and you know young people would probably scoff at this, but a picture they had a picture of this girl who went off to college, and she was a cute little blonde girl, normal clothing. Uh, she didn't have. Uh, facial piercings, things like that. They sent her off to college, and they took a picture of her when she came back after one year at university, and she was wearing uh, black goth clothes. She had black fingernails. She had an eye, eyebrow piercing and a nose piercing and tattoos, and they said, look what university's doing for our daughter. Uh-huh. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I'd want my money back. Yeah. Let's, let's go to the phone line. Steve, <laughs> thanks for calling in. What's up, Steve? Good morning. I have a request and then a comment. So the, the, the request is, uh, when we're on hold, please let us listen to what's being said on the radio and not listening to ads. That's a little frustrating. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, even just ver- just barely just now before I, before I turned it up? While I was on hold, I heard at least three ads before I finally uh, was put on. Really? Sorry about that. Yeah. Hmm. Didn't well, know. that's all right. I, I mean, I'm not angry about it, but I just would prefer you didn't do it. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're going to participate in the conversation, it'd be nice if you could hear it, right? Exactly right. Thank you. <laughs> so so my comment is, uh, I assume both of you know who Greta Thunberg is. Sure. Yeah, poor girl. <laughs> exactly, poor girl. She actually believes the nonsense that she's been brainwashed into believing. That's why she's so angry. Yeah. She actually believes that she's going to be dead in 10 years because of all of this global warming nonsense. Yeah. Yep. And so my, my point is how this is all affecting our children. And it's not just this. It's also the 1619 Project where we're telling our kids that America is this horrible, racist, uh, you know, uh, founded by, by horrible, evil men. Mm-hmm. It's another thing we're telling our kids. And then we're also telling them, well, you know, you're not really a boy. You're not really a girl. You can be anything you want. Is it any wonder that our young people are committing suicide today at such unbelievable rates. Um, that's not a wonder. And it's, you know, it's a, there was a guy, I think it was Jordan Peterson was talking about how 
it seems like every generation or some generations have uh, mass psychosis. You know, back in the back in the eighties, there was a mass psychosis that there was all this Satan worshiping going on, and that you know daycare centers were sacrificing children, and, or it, w- and it wasn't happening, and it wasn't happening. Yeah. But that's why millennials are so kind of messed up because all the parents wouldn't you know would would react to that. Now the mass psychosis is this transgender nonsense, where everybody, all these kids are thinking they're one thing or the other, and they're being they're being encouraged, and uh, just like what you were talking about, where um, uh, you know we're believing stuff that. That you know you're, you can look out the window and see the earth's not burning up, but yet we're being told that it is, and so now we're believing it. So, it's a form of mass psychosis that that we're all right. being pushed through. I mean, I, well, not I wouldn't say all of us, Jack. I'm sorry to interrupt. Well, not all of us, but you know what I mean. Well, the, well what I mean is that adults have the capacity to be able to think, think through these things and to acquire different sources of information. Our children, on the other hand, are getting bombarded by this. And, and, you know, a lot of people, oh, it's not happening here in Washington County. Well, maybe it's not happening in a, in a global way, but I assure you, because my kids have gone through uh, the school system, and believe me, they're getting plenty of brainwashing through uh, right here in Washington County. Yeah. And our kids can't process that like you and I can. And that's the problem. You know, we, we allow our children to go to these schools and to be indoctrinated into all of this nonsense. And yet, you know, we, we, we seem uh, unwilling to do anything about it. And, you know, a lot of people have taken their kids out of school and they're homeschooling them. Well, with the economy we have today, that's a huge burden. Yeah. And I, my, my point is, is that, you know, we're talking about the specifics of the snow and all that. And it's, it's funny to yuck about it because it is funny people are that delusional. But this has real impact our um, children and our community. Here's what. Here's an idea. Uh, I don't know if it came up in this uh, legislative session, but does anybody know? Caller, do you know, Andy? I don't know if you know Steve. or not. Steve. Um, well, how close are we in Utah to doing uh, uh, vouchers so the money follows the child? Just passed. It did. But it's it's a limited amount of money. It's not okay. You know, as much as you would. Pay well, there's a taxes. step in the right direction anyway. Yeah. Okay. Well, it is, but of course they had to put their their strings in it. That's predicated on the fact that we're going to give teachers and the school district a lot more money. Big raises, yep. Oh, because of the unions, uh, probably had to have their two bits in that. Yeah, teacher. Yeah. Unions. So I mean, we, there is a little bit of a victory, and of course, if we're able to do that, that is uh, a good thing. But honestly, we had to uh, uh, payola in order to get that done. It's just another example of how broken we are. I agree. Yeah. I agree. The education system, I don't know why it has to be this way. I don't know why higher university has to be this way either. But I gotta, right now, that's where we're at. i got to get a commercial break in. Uh, not unrelated to what we're talking about. It was a story that I read today. It's actually in Deseret News. If you click on the latest button on the Deseret News, you can uh, read along with me. The story is about, well, how Gen Z... The current generation coming up is the least religious generation we've had in a long, long time, and why that's a problem. We'll be right back. Uh, Welcome back. Andy Griffin and Jack Lancaster with me today. Jack used to be a salesperson here with... Well, it was Cherry Creek Radio. Yeah. Were you still on when Town Square bought, no. or were you no, were done I, at that I've point? Gone before okay, then. yeah. So, uh, but Jack, as it turns out, after years of selling radio, actually, 
does a pretty good job on the other side of the microphone. Well, thank you. Radio. <laughs> Thanks for coming on today. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, let's see. I had a couple of texts. I like the song, though. Yeah, it's good stuff. That's, that's our Jack song. It's called uh, What's on Your Mind by Information Society, in case you're uh, trying to figure All out right. who that is. Right. And honestly, I hadn't heard that song since it probably it came out. Yeah. It was popular back in yeah. 87. Or Early whatever. 90s, I think. Or, oh, was it 90s? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right, let's go to the uh, phone line, and uh, Darren is hanging on there. What's up, Darren? Hey, Sandy, Jack. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for coming on, man. What's up? Good. First of all, I want to say, Jack and I, we used to run the uh, the sports program over there in Bloomington Hills for a couple of years when I first moved here, and then oh, okay. I moved away. <laughs> and I see him occasionally, like, at a restaurant, as restaurant or something. He never knows who I am. Uh, hey, Jack. Jack. Hey, buddy. I, I know I should know this guy's name, but I don't. Uh, <laughs> so, but, uh, uh, I'm calling because, you know, I homeschooled my kids. And uh, and I think, you know, the vouchers, I think they just extend to, I don't know if they extend to homeschooling. I think they just extend to, like, private schools. And, and uh, But I think it should extend to homeschools because I think I gave my kids a much better education than they, they got it. And, uh would have gotten at the at the public. We weren't in uh, Utah then; we were in Indiana, but in the public school system at that time. And well, it wasn't an intention to to like keep them away from liberal teachers or anything. I think that was just a side effect. I just I thought they were not getting the advancement they needed at the time, so it was just a side effect, which I'm very thankful for now, of course. But. Well, I think one of the fears, Darren, is is uh, I you've probably known people too that homeschooled their kids and didn't. They didn't do a very good job of it. And, and I, I kudos to you for doing a good job. But I, I I can think of two people I know that homeschooled their kids that their kids were not getting the education they needed. So when they got to college, they were in trouble. Yeah, I think. Well, I think what Utah, Tennessee, we homeschooled in Indiana and Tennessee at the time. And in Tennessee, uh, they had a program where they still had to take the same standardized test and if they didn't score at a certain level they had to go back into the public school system mm, good and idea. That's, uh, i think what they need to do with and, and that's you know my kids did well on, on the testing they, they were scored in the top one percent but i can see where there are people who homeschool who don't who do not who just you know they let their kids run wild um but if we have some sort of system where you can monitor their progress and then benefit the families who who homeschool and do a good job and and have their kids in the top you know percentage then i think that should be allowed in the legislation as well all right but okay all right thanks, we, thanks we, for the input. most most homeschoolers have homeschool groups where they have people who like i taught our homeschool group government classes because i'm an attorney but um and economic classes and we had other people who were specialized in their field that it wasn't necessarily just being at home the whole time we would go around and, and, and share in the teaching with our the parents who were professionals. So. Very cool. I know my son is uh, in mm -hmm. Dallas talking about homeschooling his kids. His wife does not work. He works, so he'd be gone a lot of time, but she would take care of that. But, yeah, there mm -hmm. are a lot of resources out there yeah. for homeschoolers, and, and uh, I know that a lot of professional educators are saying, you guys are stupid, but uh, you know what? You've got to... I think, like Steve was saying earlier, a caller earlier, you've got to take care of your own house. You've got yeah, to take care of yeah. your own kids and make sure they're... I, I, just real quick, I wanted to reference this study. About a third 
of uh, Gen Z kids now say mm-hmm. they have zero religion in their life. They mm-hmm. have no belief whatsoever. They're not agnostic. Well, they're not atheists. They're not religious, uh, Islamic or Christian or just Jewish. Ignorant. They're just completely, they have no mm-hmm. no religion in their life. That's yeah. scary. One third of them. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. But I'll give you some good news on that front. Um, there is a resurgence of uh, religious and student-led revivals across uh, college campuses out there. And there's articles on it. I was just reading an article a minute ago on Christianity Today. Uh, they're talking about Grand Canyon University having one. And I heard that there was one uh, about a week ago in, uh, in, a, in uh, somewhere in the south where there was a, quite a large revival, uh, student-led revivals on okay. college campuses. Good. Maybe we'll get them headed back the right yeah. direction. By the way, uh, baby boomers, only 17% said they had no religion. Mm-hmm. Gen X, which is, I'm kind of on the board of baby boomer Gen X, mm-hmm. uh, about 23% said mm-hmm. they had no religion. So that's up yeah. 10% from the last yeah. generation. Yeah. So, A lot of distractions going on scary right scary now. Yeah. I don't think COVID helped anything. You know, when people, because religion is meant to be shared as a community thing. I agree with that you know? wholeheartedly. Yeah. yeah. I think I think religion uh, took a big hit to COVID, and, yeah. and we let it happen. Shame yeah. on us. Yeah. So we've used it up, Jack. There you are, buddy. Thanks for coming today. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Thanks to Thank those you. who have called in and texted into the show. This is the Andy Griffin Show. We'll be back tomorrow. Marianne, Miss Senior Universe, is in the house. We'll talk to you then.